Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. Watermark Students Podcast. How are we doing? What is up, everyone? My name is Will McElroy. I am one of the hosts and joined with my co-host, Hannah Spence. How you doing, Hannah? Hey, I'm doing well. And then our student guest today, none other, none other than Bo Richardson. Yo. How you doing, Bo? I'm doing great. Bo, how many, how many episodes of the Watermark Students Podcast do you think you've listened to? I don't know how many they are. Probably close to that number. Uh, however many there is. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. I think you are... The most faithful listener, probably. <laughs> uh, just, I, I know you've come up to me before about just how much you love the podcast. So I'm I excited do. that you are now a guest on the podcast. It's going <laughs> to be too. awesome. I'm excited for our conversation today. And what school do you go to, Bo? I go to Lake Highlands. Lake Highlands, and you serve on lead team and just been involved. Do you serve anywhere else? Uh, I don't know. Don't just lead team. Okay, well, we love having you at lead team. And man, I'm, I'm thankful for you, Bo. I'm excited for the conversation today. But we do need to start with, with, the question that we always ask is just what are some common sayings that don't make any common sense? And let's, let's try to make them make sense if we can. And so today's saying, and this is just off the cuff, y'all don't even know what I'm about to mention. And I, but I want you to try to guess, uh, when you hear the phrase bite the bullet, what does that mean? And not only that, but where, if you think you know what it means, do you know where it originated? I do not know where it originated. Uh, I would assume it means just like get it over with. Just you, get it over. You know, like rip the bandaid off. That's that's what I would first think of. But yeah, I Anna? agree with Bo on that. I I just first thing that comes to mind is like you just have to do it, and it's gonna be tough. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you just gotta move forward. So with okay, it. I think y'all right. So the phrase is it's deciding to do something difficult or unpleasant that one has been putting off or hesitating over. So it's like I'm procrastinating on this paper, but I just need to bite the bullet and get it over with. So y'all are right about that. I feel like I feel like that one kind of makes some sense. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but. What, where did it come from? I think that's where the it doesn't make much common sense of like whoever who's biting a bullet. Do y'all know where it came from? No, Any guesses? but I assume it like I don't know. It makes me think like Wild Wild West <laughs> somewhere where it originated. Someone just got just out shot. there. They're just like <laughs> got a bullet. And you're just like just I don't eat know. It. Let me. I'm just hungry. I'm gonna eat it. So Bo, no guesses. On where no, it came from. I've got no clue. Okay. Well, here's where it came from. Back in the 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 day, back in the olden days, what not. Day? Not the, I don't know what day it was, but a long time ago, before there was, uh, what's the medicine called that like numbs people? Oh, um, anesthesia or whatever. Yeah, before before whatever that is called existed, uh, doctors would give soldiers like bullets to bite on whenever they were doing surgery in the (laughs) battlefield. That way they wouldn't bite their tongue or their cheek. Like they'd have something hard to bite on. And so that's where that's where it Hi. came from. Like you got to bite the bullet, and we're just gonna get this over with. Okay, well we we weren't wrong. <laughs> so but that hurts. A little bit of a graphic start, a graphic start to this, but that's where the, the saying came I'm like from. Getting so, yeah. Thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, anyways, so uh, that's our common saying that makes no common sense. But there we go. It's been around for a little while, and uh, so keep keep biting the bullet, you guys. Uh, but 
<laughs> so our topic, a hard transition to to the topic today, um, is this is a topic that I think it's a question. Uh, what is the purpose of my life? That's a question that I think whether you are an atheist or a Christian or you believe in another religion or you don't even know what you believe. I think everyone goes through this life asking, what is my purpose? But I think a lot of people, they don't spend the time actually knowing how to answer that question, right? Probably the biggest question we need to know the answer to and most of us can't even articulate like what is my purpose and so both we're going to look at that question today we're going to talk about what is the point of our lives like why do we exist why are we here Mm -hmm. what is my purpose but before we even begin to answer that question well i want to know why is it so important to ask this question and find an answer to it yeah well i would just say that purpose provides direction and value for our lives and without it especially as Christians, you know, who are trying to follow the the straight and narrow path. It's so easy for us to wander off like Romans 7.15 says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. And I think mm-hmm. that's just so true of us. We're just so prone to wander. But having a purpose and a direction helps to just guide our lives. Yeah, so by a- asking that question and finding the answer to it, we're going to be less likely to wonder, to drift mm-hmm. off. Yeah, I, I thought of the similar verse in Hebrews 2, verse 1, which says exactly what you're saying, Bo. It says, therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, lest we drift away from it. And this verse specifically is talking about what we've heard about the good news of Jesus Christ, that he's the son of God. Like we have to remind ourselves of that or else we're going to drift away from that truth. And so in the same way, I, I thought of, as I was preparing for this uh, podcast, I thought about this race that I was watching. Uh, it was a professional marathon. And there was this one guy who was, he was just blowing everyone out of the water. He had a large lead. I think the prize money for this race was about $50,000. So it was a pretty big deal for whoever won it. And the guy had such a large lead. He was all by himself, probably zoned out, just coasting. He knew he was going to win and he took a wrong turn. And I remember... In the race, people were shouting at him, like the announcers were yelling it over like the, the speaker, the megaphone. But the guy was just zoned out. I think he thought people were cheering from him. And anyways, you probably can picture how to end it. By the time he figured out that he went off the path, other people had caught up and passed him and won the prize. And I think in the same way, if you don't know your purpose, if you don't know where the finish line is, like what the goal in life is, then you're going to drift. You're going to miss it. You're going to go off course. And uh, it's not going to be well, you know, if, if you drift and go off course like that. So, Hannah, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I love what both of y'all said. You both said direction when you were talking about mm-hmm. um, purpose. And so I would say another word that you can interchange with that is considering your aim. Like, what are you aiming for? Your purpose will give you that aim. And you both brought up scripture, which I think is so important because as believers, if we're going to figure out our purpose, we have to first know where we're looking for it. Um, and if we are created by God, we should look at his word to find our purpose. And um, in Colossians 1.16, it says all things were created through him and for him, which I think kind of gives us a purpose statement of like we are created by God and for God. And so that defines our purpose. And then he gives explicit examples throughout scripture of what our purpose is and how to walk that out on the day to day. Love that. So, okay, Bo, 
Now that we talked about why it's so important to know your purpose, which is to have direction, to be able to walk out this life and to have an aim. What What is that aim then? What is the purpose? Like, what is the point of my life? Yeah, well, I'm glad we're starting with the easy questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think just, just like Hannah said, if we're going to try and find our purpose, the reason uh, why we are created, I think it's appropriate to look to our creator uh, in his revealed word in the Bible. Uh, so when you turn to the Bible, just some scripture that uh, I was able to find was uh, Psalm one thirty nine thirteen that says, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. So I'm like, God, he personally made us like he knit us together. He knows why uh, we're made and he has a purpose for us. And in Isaiah 43, six through seven, uh, that purpose is displayed. It says, I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, don't hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. And I think that just lays it out uh, so clearly. Just we, along with all of creation, ultimately uh, exist to glorify our beautiful creator. Mm. Yeah, that's so good. And something that I constantly reflect on is that we are created to know God, to enjoy God, and to make him known. And how that statement for me kind of came about is thinking even of John 15, 11. It says, these things I have spoken unto you, that your joy may be full. Um, I'm going to re-say that. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Um, and that whole um, chapter is talking about abiding in Christ, and that is how you have joy. So to abide, you have to know God. Um, and know him intimately. And then as you walk that out, you enjoy him. And then in first Peter two, nine, it says you were a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into wonderful light. And so that last part of to make him known, we were created to declare and praise God to all of creation. Um, and so as you look all throughout scripture, you will see over and over again, different examples of the Lord calling us to know him. And then as we know him, there is joy and delight. And he created all of this world for us to um, enjoy. And so the Lord created a lot of fun. Um, he didn't create us to um, just simply strict obedience um, and robots that just have to do the next right thing, but we're created to enjoy him. Um, and then as we abide in him and enjoy him, our natural response is going to be to declare and praise him. That's awesome. I, I think y'all are both so right at um, starting with what is, how does God define our purpose? And, and Bo, you even mentioned it. It's like, we need, if we want to know our purpose, we should ask the person who created us. Right. And I think for, for so long in my life, I, I was my own God. Like Will was his own God. My purpose was defined by what I thought was true, what I thought was good. And pretty quickly you realize that that it doesn't work out yeah. you know it just doesn't I'm reading Judges right now which the last verse of Judges what it says is like in, in those days the people they had no king and they did what was right in their own eyes and if you've read Judges that's not a compliment like it's not saying like they did right was their own eyes and it was just a huge party and a huge success it was like no they it's making a point that the reason they failed in the time of the Judges is because they were doing what they thought was right and it wasn't good. And, and then 
you know, I'm reading that when I'm 18, 19 and I'm realizing like, wait a second, I'm the same way. Like we're all the same way. Like walk into any bookstore. I remember going into Barnes and Noble and just being the biggest section in the bookstore is the self-help section, right? Do you get, and how backwards is that? Is that every new year there's a new best-selling, like best self-help book that's like supposed to read this and you'll fix your life. And like, all you need to do is just help yourself. And I I remember 18 or 19 year old Will, it just started to click. That's like, okay, maybe this self-help strategy isn't working. And maybe I should do what you're saying, Bo, and, and find a purpose in my life that has nothing to do with me and my glory. It has nothing to do about what's good for Will, but it has all to do about what, how can I give the glory to my creator to God. And so I realized what you were saying, Bo, in Isaiah 43, verse six and seven, that my purpose, our purpose is to give glory to our creator, to God, which I think is a, it, it almost, it's, it's a hard realization to realize that it's not about you, yeah, that it's about God. But I, I think when you realize that, you realize that your most satisfying moments in life the most joyful moments in life will be found when you're giving in glory to God. Psalm 1611, it says, you make known to me the pathways of life. So what's my purpose? Like, what's the path of life? The path of life is that in God's presence, there's fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so, man, y'all are exactly right. That the point of life is to know God, to enjoy God, and to reveal God to others. And so, but what does it, I, I think... You know, a lot of these words, again, more big questions to ask and that I'd love to hear your thoughts on is when you hear about like giving glory to God, like that's a big question, you know, and what does that mean? Like, how do we respond when we hear God, when we hear that our purpose is to give glory to God? What does that look like? Yeah, well, I think in a humble mindset, when our hearts humbled, a natural response, considering our salvation and our new purpose given by God uh, is just to worship God, to draw near to God, and to be an ambassador for Christ. That's just the life that we've been called to, the life that can truly fulfill us through the glorification of God. Mm. That's good. Um, when I think about responding to like my created purpose, my natural like fleshly response is like, hey, I want my purpose to be my joy, everything that I want. Um, but when you put that in biblical context and you surrender to the Lord, you see that um, responding to our purpose looks like a heart posture of holiness and faithfulness, mm-hmm. um, which in Second Timothy 2.21, it says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So I think a response looks like cultivating a heart posture that puts the Lord above everything else and um, a heart posture of surrender um, that is ready for every good work. And then as the Lord places things before us, we get to walk that out, um, which brings glory to him. And so I think the response first and foremost is a humble, surrendered heart posture um, to holiness and faithfulness. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me practically like if someone were to ask like how how do we respond i i would say that everything in your life is going to change when you realize this the way you pray will change the way you worship will change your friends might change the 
things you say, the way you uh, talk, the way you enter, just everything in your life is going to change, right? Uh, but, Bo, how would you, can you clarify how that's not legalistic? Because I think someone listening might be like, well, that feels legalistic, you know, yeah. if if everything's supposed to change, then that, and I know we're talking about heart posture, but can you just clarify, like, make it plain to us, like, hey, doing these things doesn't mean it's legalism. What would yeah. you say? Well, I think it's 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 easy to interpret that God wants us to do things uh, for him, you know, mm -hmm. for his glory. But God is most glorified when we let him work through us, when we stop trying to work and let the spirit take over, let the spirit move. And in that, you know, we find joy, we find satisfaction in giving God glory, which is our purpose. Uh, but it also, you know, it's not just something that you're dreading to do, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, I have to, cause it's my purpose in that with the humble posture, which we're so prone to, you know, not have, it's so easy for us to, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. make it all about us. But when we're able to submit to that, just legalism just goes out the door because you desire to glorify God. Amen, man. I think there's a John Piper quote yeah. that says you are most, uh, God is most glorified when we are most satisfied, which, man, I think you're spot on. It's like, man, what is my purpose? Like, oh, I have to go read my Bible because it's my purpose to give glory to God. It's like, no, what happens is your your joy is expanded when you do these things, when you are fulfilling your purpose. Um, and so, Man, I, I think of First Corinthians ten thirty one too. So, so, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, give it all to the glory of God. So, how do I respond to this purpose? Well, my life changes. The way I eat will change. The way I drink will change. Like this verse is purposely being specific about your purpose. Like it's saying mm -hmm. everything, like the smallest things that even that you have to do, like you literally have to eat to live. And he's like, but even that will change once you uh, give glory to God. And so. Here's, can I give an example of yeah. like how this looked like in my life? My, I used to be a terrible student. Like I was, I wouldn't say terrible, but I would purposely procrastinate. I would, you know, laugh about it when I made like a 25 on a test. I would like joke about it. Be like, man, look how bad I did. This is kind of funny. But then I had a teammate who in college just challenged me. He's like, Will, why, why are you so carefree about your grades? Like, like he was a believer too. And he just challenged me. He says, I think God would call you to more there. Just like he's asking you whether you eat or drink, whether you do school or not, like do it for the glory of God. And he challenged me. He says, the way you're studying is not to the glory of God. Like you could be doing way better. How do y'all think I felt when I actually started to study and I had my first 4.0 and I got straight A's like after him talking to me and got a 4.0. How do y'all think I felt like joyful, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and it, it wasn't, I mean, and we've all studied hard and, and done well on a test and I wasn't even really doing it for me. I wasn't even really doing it just to magnify myself. I was doing it to the glory of God of just like God gave me a, a brain to use. And I think it'd be a shame just to not study. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so in the same way, I think, man, like whether it's your sports or the way you interact with your siblings or your parents or the way you pray, the read your Bible, whatever it is, it's like God gave you the ability to do that. And the reason he gave you the ability to do that is to give glory back to him. 
And so anyways, I, I've been talking a lot, but <laughs> that's so good. Well, I, I think that's what I would say of like, man, practically it changes everything. Yeah. And even where you tied in, like that gave you joy to do things with excellence. Um, to God's glory is so important. It's like when you walk that out and you have a proper understanding of who God is and your purpose, when you do things that glorify him, you're going to get excited. Mm -hmm. It's going to be life giving. There's going to be joy there. So I love that you tied that in with that. Yeah. Well, I think of it like this, like what is the purpose? What's a fish's purpose? To breathe and swim. (laughs) To swim, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, do you think a fish is as happy as a fish can be when he's swimming? yeah probably yeah. right and now imagine if you took it out of its little fish bowl and it's just like it's frantic it's frantic it's freaking out it's dying flopping around yeah. and like because it's not living out its purpose which is to swim and to live a happy fish life i don't know if this analogy makes sense i just came off the dome <laughs> but i think in the same way when we're not living out on our purpose that's when we're going to experience a life that is not God's best for us. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, but Bo, back to you, man. I want to know, I I have seen you, I've known you for what, two years now, a year and yeah. a half. And I feel like you just been a guy that I've seen, you know, obviously far from perfect, but mm-hmm. as far as, as, as long as I have known you, you have been a student that has just been pursuing the Lord and has just been on fire for God. And, student that I'm like, man, that's a guy. Bo is a guy that knows his purpose, which is to glorify God. So how has your life been changed upon realizing your purpose for life, upon realizing that you were made to give glory to God? Yeah. Well, I think uh, you said it best when you said I'm far from perfect because that, you know, that's the story of my life. I'm, I'm such a sinner. And for a really long time, having been brought up in the church, my whole mindset was legalistic. All I did was you know, I thought my purpose was to be good enough uh, for God. Uh, But when I realized when God in his grace showed me that my purpose wasn't to be good enough for him, but to glorify him in that I was able to find what I was trying to obtain on my own. I was able to find, you know, joy in all circumstances. I was able to find healing from brokenness and addiction. And I was able uh, to start living out the life that God desired for me and for all of us. Come on, man. That's so good. Dude, I'm so proud of you, Bo. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, dude. And and uh, I guess just to wrap up the podcast, and we can all share some final thoughts, but as you were sharing that, Bo, I want you to think of a student listening or a parent listening or whoever's listening. Like, what is one final piece of advice you'd give to someone who's asking the question of just, why am I here? Why do I exist? Yeah. Well, like we uh, said earlier, if you want to know your purpose, uh, why you're created, ask your creator. Uh, so I would just advise anyone, like personally, just to f- just get on your knees and just beg God, you know, pray to him, just earnestly ask what your purpose is and allow him to guide you through scripture and through prayer to reveal to you your direction and your value, which ultimately to glorify God, but we all do that in different ways. Uh, and I think that's what a lot of people seek after. So I would just seek God first in, in that uh, I, I would pray that he would reveal to you his purpose for your life. Yeah. Come on. That's so good. Um, I would say as we wrap this up, um, consider what influences and defines your purpose. Um, 
the world is going to offer you a lot and tell you this is the way to go. Um, but I would consider what is going in and fill your mind with um, scripture and what the Lord says. He gives many practical examples. examples. Um, and for myself, one that I constantly go back to um, is Matthew sixteen twenty six. So it says, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses, loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? And I know for me, even to use Will's analogy of a fish out of water, I'm a fish out of water and frantic when I am trying to live for Hannah, when I am trying to make myself happy, get everything that this world would have to offer. And that doesn't always look like tangible goods. Um, oftentimes, it looks like approval or affirmation. Um, and when I make that my purpose, there's fear, there's anxiety, there is a limit on where that purpose will take me. But when I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, there is joy, there is life everlasting, there is aim for my life, um, and there is just peace and refreshment as I seek the Lord and walk in obedience and walk out his created intention for me. I love that. I have no, really no final thoughts to add to that. I think you both said it so well, other than I, I do want to tee you up for one last question, Bo, before, uh, before we end the podcast, but there's a, I know there's a verse in Philippians that you said is kind of yeah. your live verse. And do you have it memorized? I do. Uh, it's Philippians one twenty one. It says, uh, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I think that's just a great way to just gather together all the thoughts from the podcast, just to articulate all of it into a verse. Uh, it just says, to me, to live is Christ. You know, to live is Christ. That just means our, our purpose is for God. Our joy is found in God. Our healing is found in God. You know, all that our heart desires is fulfilled and found in God. To live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. Man, I love that. Really, there's once you know your purpose and are living your purpose, there's no there's no loss. Heads you win, tails you win. Yeah. Live you win, die you win. Like it's just it's all winning once you're living out your purpose. But Bo, thank you, man. I am seriously so proud of you. I thought, man, as a tenth grader, as a sophomore, answering the biggest question in life, like what is our purpose? I thought you did so well, man. So thank, thank you, you so for much. coming on. Um, but hey, if you like this podcast and want to keep listening, share it with a friend, uh, like and subscribe, leave a review, and we'd love to hear from you. Maybe DM us uh, at Shoreline Dallas if there's a topic that you want us to cover. But uh, until next time, guys, this was fun. 